Welcome everybody to Me Time. I am so excited about today's guest, Stephanie Shostak. You might know her most recently from A Million Little Things, but she's been in a bunch of things. And she also has a book coming out called Selfish. It's coming out in October. Anyway, I'm just gonna let you all listen. I had the, the most wonderful conversation with her. I'm like, I'm such a fan of Stephanie as it is, but I just think everything she's doing in the world and everything that she's about is just so beautiful. And I cannot wait for you all to listen. So please enjoy and also get her book, pre-order it. And we'll be posting everything obviously on the socials to make it easy, links and all of that. So please enjoy. Congratulations on the podcast. That's Thank amazing. You. Thank you. It's been really fun. It's been a learning experience for sure. As you know, probably with starting any sort of like new project or your book, which obviously we're going to talk about, you know, you learn a lot about yourself through talking to other people too. I feel like I have spent more time in the sort of like student seat Mm -hmm. than I have in like driving any of these conversations. I'm always just like, (laughs) yeah, keep talking. But anyway, it's so good to see you. It has been- when was it like 2019? 18? I think it was 18. I think it was the 18. first season, right? It was the season one. It was the yeah. Sorry, season one. Yeah. Yeah. So that was 2018 mm-hmm. of a million little things. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and it, have we met only that time when you came to visit in Vancouver and we went out, we went dancing. Yeah. I think, I think so. that's the only time. I know. And yet I feel like I know you just because of, yeah. of all the all the connections to the group. It's so funny. Allison's birthday was Saturday. Mm-hmm. And so I saw a lot of your a lot of your cast <laughs> um, over at over at their house. But I'm just excited. I'm I have a lot of questions. But first off, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. really good. It's beautiful here. It's Labor Day. We're gonna go on a boat after this. So are you really? Yeah. Oh, how mm-hmm. fun. Where yeah. are you? I'm in Connecticut. Okay, got it. I know in Westport? East Do you know yeah. Westport? I know yeah. a little bit. Yeah, but I know Westport. I know around there. Well, the show obviously is wrapped up this year, but mm-hmm. I feel like you were like, well, okay, let's go to, let's start at the very beginning. First off, that night that we went out was so much fun. We were talking <laughs> about it the other night. We went and like saw a band and then we were like went dancing and then I Irish goodbye. Mm-hmm. And apparently I, that didn't... <laughs> A couple of people were not happy about it because I was like, oh, I just I just do that. So nobody feels like they have to. I do that all the time. I think it's the best thing to do because then you don't ruin the fun for everybody else. And they're like, oh, I'm going to go too. And you just go. No. I like that. Irish goodbyes are the best. That's the only goodbye. I'm with you. I was like, wait, yeah, I don't want to stop the party. I just want to, I'm going to sneak out. I'm going to sneak out. It's actually a generous thing you're doing to everybody. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I agree. How dare they be unhappy? <laughs> yes, I know. I feel like it is. It is a gener- it is a more generous. You're not asking people to take time away from their fun to say goodbye to you. Anyway, so Irish goodbye. And I haven't seen you since until right now. Yes. But I'm so excited that you are here. Your book, I think, ties in so uh, smooth, like seamlessly to this whole idea I'm even talking about on this podcast. So the questions will naturally just, I think, come in that. So first off, let's talk about your book. Okay. You have a new book coming out on October 10th. Yes. Called Self-ish. Yes. <laughs> tell us, tell us about it. So it's a workbook. So it actually, so it's a, it has eight exercises and it's for you. It's self-reflection exercises and So it's for you to fill out and doodle and do whatever you want to do with it and learn about yourself, hopefully. But the whole reason it came about uh, was because I created this tool for myself five years ago. I call it a playbook, and it's actually just an album in my photos, but in it are all the things I come across that either inspire me or help me. So like, you know, if you read a book yesterday, I was just with this young actress and she was like, oh, I just read Atomic Habits. I love it. And I was just talking about this book with somebody. That's so funny. Literally. We all have, and we all have those experiences where you're reading a book and you're like, oh my God, I love this. I'm going to remember this forever. And you don't. So, or, or if yeah. you go to, or if you go to therapy and you leave 
you know, or marriage counseling, or if you read a parenting book, whatever, and you you leave and you're like, yes, inspired with this new found truth, but then we we forget it. So I, I created this playbook, this album in my phone with all these little reminders. And pretty soon I had a, a bunch of them and I would start my day with it. So it's, and, and I really created it for acting because I was a hot mess when I'd go on set a lot. Oh, and so this was that. a way, this was a way for me to get like centered and sort of find confidence, but also find courage to just be and not try to control what was happening and trust, you know, all these things that we need to do as an actor. So all these reminders were in there. There were also pictures in there of previous projects I've done to remind me, yeah, I can do this. And so anyways, this is is something I've done for myself. And then during COVID, why it became a book is because during COVID, this mental health nonprofit that I met through A Million Little Things called me uh, to find out what tools I use for my well-being. And so I told them about this playbook concept and they loved it. And together we did a series of um, webinars, four-part webinars to inspire their community to create a playbook, to cultivate a healthy mindset. And people really loved it. Uh, But everyone would ask, what goes in your playbook? And I was like, it's personal. (laughs) Whatever goes in my playbook is not going to be good for your playbook. And then somebody said, why don't you write a book to help people create their own playbook and find out their own content? So that's where the book came from. Wow. First off, I love this idea. I also, I'm like, this is so brilliant. I mean, part of like what I talk about, I think it's very hard to define like that kind of I call it me time on this podcast, but like, I think what you're saying is like, it's, it's, it's a little piece of like yourself to take that time to kind of come back to yourself and like restore, be inspired again, whatever that is. And it sounds like you do it to like start your day. Mm -hmm. Is this like a morning? Either start the day or in the middle of the day when I, you know, like, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Before doing this podcast. And I'm like, fuck, (laughs) I'm doing a podcast with Maggie. Let me look at my playbook. (laughs) <laughs> oh my God. And now I'm like, I want this playbook. First off, this is like, okay. Cause I feel like my number one thing is you're describing this. It's uh, say like therapy or, you know, you'll just come across like the, the, an Instagram quotes or something. And it's like, oh, I want to remember this. I want to, and you know, I don't always like screenshot it. I don't always save it. I don't, but to have a reminder to be like, oh, I'm going to put this in the album. I'm going to put this in my playbook. I'm going to put this somewhere that I can go look at it every single day to like remind myself of like the things that inspire me. And then also the things that remind me of me, like you putting your old, like an old job, like a a job from the past. Milestones that you're proud of. Yeah. Yes. Well, okay. So I want to say like what inspired the book, but I'm, I'm going to ask maybe an even bigger question. So one of the things I, I like asking people on here is about like a moment of impact, a moment of impact in your life, or let's say for you, this book, whatever it is, when you're working, you said you were like a hot mess, you know, how, how did you come to even know this part of yourself like, was there something, or you can speak to any part, but I always talk about it. Like for me, I talk about my, my dog passed away like a year and a half ago. We have Funk. these markers throughout our life. Where, Funk? Huh? Funk? Oh no, Peanut. Frank was 2018. Frank was, uh, was uh, right at the 20- beginning of A Million oh, yeah. Little Things. Yeah. Oof. Oh, I'm sorry. You lost one. another dog. Sorry. I, oh, thank you. It's okay. Um, But I'm bringing it up mo- more as like, I feel like we have these moments in our lives and a lot of them can be of pure joy. I know you have kids. A lot of people talk about their kids being born, but, but most of the time when I ask people this question that kind of threw them into a space in their life where they had to either like they had to like the, the whole direction changed. Like this was a moment of impact where life as it was, was never going to mm-hmm. be as it, yeah. as it was again. Um, and it usually comes off of, of something not so great happening or something mm-hmm. really intense happening. Um, and so I'm curious if like any of that, what will a, what that, or one of those may be for you. And also what, if that is what sort of led you to know this part of yourself to say like, Hey, I need, 
I need a place I can go for five minutes in a playbook, a thing to, to revisit and come back to myself. How did you get to know this part of yourself? And what was there? What, was there a moment of impact or what is a moment <laughs> of impact that changed the course of the, your life, like a direction in your life? Yeah, it came out of necessity, like you said, because I was, and it, and it, it, it was almost a two-year period, but it started, uh, strangely enough, when my career started getting better, like when mm. I booked my first lead role in a studio movie, <gasps> it was 10 years into my career. And before that, like, you know, I played college golf. I, I like to think I'm a competitor and I, I'm strong. And but also, that. obviously, I'm, you know, like everybody else, I have I'm vulnerable and, and not confident. But I've always been able <laughs> up to that point, I was always able to um, snap out of the doubt by sort of talking to myself, like, come on, you piece of shit, get it together. <laughs> and uh, but then there so nice. I was, we're so nice to ourselves, aren't we? When we talk to ourselves. Yeah. What are you doing, Maggie? What the fuck? Are you yeah, doing, exactly. Anyway, fuck me. Yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> on set, sometimes I'll be like, fuck me. <laughs> but I, there I was on this on this huge movie with Paul Rudd and Steve Carell and Jay Roach, the director, was really so excited to have me and saying all these things. And I, I felt like I didn't belong, like I wasn't good enough, uh, that I didn't fit in. And uh, I was worried. I, I went to really people pleasing and trying to to make sure that I, I would fit in. And so I, I almost forgot how to um, trust my, I forgot, I forgot how to trust myself, how to believe that I could bring something unique to the part, you know, mm. and I was just playing it safe. And not only I think did it impact my performance, but it really impacted how I felt and how I connected with people. I really isolated myself. It was not a good experience for wow. me. I, it was great working with these people, but inside I was dying. <laughs> well, do you think it was because it was the, like, yeah, because it was a major film, because it was this new kind of area you were stepping into that like mm -hmm. suddenly kicked up. It was a new environment. Yeah. I'd never been in it. Yeah. Uh, I was 40, you know, which is pretty late for because I started acting really late. So I, I, I didn't train like everybody else had, you know, it, right. it was I just right. felt like an outsider, like I didn't belong. And right. I was worried about everything. It's like a pressure situation. And that yeah. I didn't have the tools to to Handle find it. it, to find yeah. myself, my peace or trust or confidence. And then um, the two years, I had a long period of unemployment. And then a couple of years later, I had another job, another movie and a big movie again. It was the summer bomb, but it was with the Ryan summer bomb. Oh, my God. It was. No. It was, but it was with Ryan Reynolds, Kevin Bacon, and Jeff Bridges. And I had gone through a great auditioning process where what I brought cost. it. Yeah. And yeah, and the callback, and it felt good. And then as soon as I got on set again, uh, the same inner dialogue, like the self talk was just really toxic. And, you know, my heart was beating out of my chest, my legs were shaking. And, mm -hmm. and I was like, this, this sucks. And this is I always I'm embarrassed about this, because I was never like a self help person. Right. I was right, like, yeah. self help books, please. But I was commuting <laughs> from New York to Boston. And I saw at the bookstore, a book by Deepak Chopra called The Seven mm -hmm. Spiritual Laws of Success. Mm -hmm. And something made me buy it. And I called my husband after and I was like, oh my God, I just read this book. It's going to change my life. Mm -hmm. And and I'm a bit of a nerd. So I went to the bookstore and got some flashcards and I like wrote the takeaways on flashcards. And wow, the whole movie, every morning I'd wake up and I'd look at these, you know, principles, which were really helping me have intention and focus for the day. And it was about giving and trusting and all these things that you end up reading about once you start learning about yourself. And right. it really impacted the whole uh, shoot. And then I forgot about it because the movie ended. And But it, that was the point where it really, the, the starting point for me where I got curious and started reading a lot of books and listening to podcasts and people's mm -hmm. stories and what helped them and started meditating and journaling and blah, blah, blah. And, and then I was like, okay, I'm not remembering 
so much of this stuff and I keep getting stuck with the same old unsupportive thoughts. And then the idea, it was actually my husband's idea, but the idea of creating a playbook, he had the idea and I was like, this is genius. (laughs) I love this so much. So this book actually came out of your own kind of, uh, your own, this is, this was, you're documenting like your own discovery, self-discovery of like, oh, I went through this thing. I had to learn this about myself, but I was forgetting it. Uh, or, you know, as we do, we get into life, we get, we get into days, 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 days go by. And we're like, oh, that thing that I, that practice that I wanted to start, that thing that I wanted to do that five minutes. It's mm-hmm. like so hard to just take the five minutes to do something. You were like, I, I need a, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a, um, uh, not a repository. Po- uh, yes. But I'm a ritual, a ritual. ritual. Thank you. That yeah. is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. But look that, at the French girl bringing the word to what, the mirror. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm going to call you from now on. I'm going to no, be like, this never I happens. This person I go to. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. I'm um, always the one who's like, how do you say uh no okay, that that this was actually very uh that's actually very funny. But you knew exactly what I was you knew yes, exactly what ri- I was a ritual. to get to. Yes. I was trying, I was saying habit, but I sometimes feel like habit can can have a little bit of a uh um the word can have a little like uh presence almost like removed from it. Like that you can almost a habit you can almost do mindlessly mm-hmm. at a certain point. Whereas like I feel like a ritual, it's the complete opposite. Like you're completely present in a ritual versus I don't know if that's true or not. But that's yeah, the word that. that sounds to me too like you're more you're there's more intention. You're more intention, yeah. Yeah. Intention yeah. about it. And it's these little things that we do. It's also it's a small thing, a ritual. Like it can just be a little a small habit, but it has a big impact. Maybe that's also attached to that. I mean, I think that's sort of what you're doing because I feel like a playbook, I feel like something that is tangible as well makes you, it, it focuses your senses. It does all of that in a way that like, that you almost have to be present in the moment when you're doing it. So so your husband says to you, like, you should come up with a, <laughs> you should come up with a playbook, a workbook. And- well, no, he was like, what, what, what if there was an app where we could put all this stuff, mm. you know, the stuff you hear, the, the stuff you read, the stuff, whatever. And I was like, yeah. Ooh, great. Well, yeah, let's try to do an app, which I am working on building the app, but, and then, but I was like, in the meantime, I can just create it give me what your takeaways are and I can create it for you in your in your iPhone on your in your album and and what's really cool is that so you know if you have you it's all these little like you said you will see something on Instagram but then you'll read a book and so I like the analogy of the grandmother's quilt you know how they made the quilts with like pieces of fabric that comes from come life. from all different parts of your life. Yeah. And because of the way they are, because they're stitched together, all of a sudden this quilt of now has takes on a new meaning of itself and it has a whole story, your story, and it's unique to you. And that's what kind of happens when you have a place to put all your own things from, you know, maybe you listen to a meditation app mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh, I love this. So you just grab from all these different places. Yeah. And, but the, the work, the book selfish is just um, came about through given hour, the mental health nonprofit that I am an ambassador for. And they, um, because they, they're the ones, you know, who brought this concept out into the world. And so we created this workbook together and their intention is to use it also they go they, they work with communities in the united states mm-hmm. uh like they were in uvalde in texas mm-hmm. uh people who ha- are survivors of mass shootings or also um victims of the opioid crisis and so their idea is uh to bring this book as one of the tools that people can use too how beautiful it's very, it's amazing because I feel like it's taken a life of its own and yeah, and hopefully it can help some people. But I, yeah, I'm so moved by the fact that like, but you know, it's one thing to, 
to sort of take what you've learned and your experience and put it into this book form and, and share it with the world. It's a, and, but when the intention behind it, I feel like is to help people when the intention is so good and so pure. And so that I, to me, like, I'm not surprised at all that it's already like that given our, you know, they're, they're already taking it as one of their tools to go. I feel like you infuse when we, when we do things with the right intention, uh, and, and a good intention of helping of a bigger thing that it naturally, you know, to get, to put my woo-woo hat on, but I feel like the universe in a way kind of swoops in, like, it's like, all you have to do is like open the door a little bit and start to walk through it. And then there's this like whole, there's just this whole massive, I, I call them angels. I don't know everybody who comes in to help. <laughs> so I'm mm-hmm. not surprised that your, that your book has already taken on a, a, a life of its own. And, and it's, it's, it's reaching these people in these types of situations. But I also love that it's in the simple too, of like the day to day, like it doesn't, it's not just for, you know, it sounds like it's not just for say, what do they say? Like big T trauma, little T trauma, or, you know, those types of things, even though it's helping people in those situations, it's also for, you know, just every single person in their daily life. This is why I talk, when I talk about me time, I'm always trying to say, to simplify it almost in a way that's like, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be some extravagant thing. I, you know, taking a trip alone somewhere, going on a retreat, those are amazing things that if you're lucky enough to be able to do them, but it can just be as simple as five minutes of doing something that restores you to yourself. Yeah. And when you do go on your trips, I think there's many ways, like what I hear when I hear me time is Mm -hmm. how do you connect back to your core and, and you just feel like, in alignment. alignment. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. We're in alignment. <laughs> alignment, peace, right. uh, present. You're just like centered. You're, you're connected to who you are. And that can be taking a trip. It can be, you know, my happy place is on top of a horse. But same. Really? Oh my God. How, what? Yes. I mean, um, I'm sure you're way more advanced. I just started- No, no, I, I ride Western. But since I'm a little girl, like that's my- Oh my God, I can't. Okay, well then we we almost should do another podcast just to talk about horses. So I, I grew up in Kentucky, but I, the last two years, I have started just horseback riding lessons. I am not oh. great, but over a period of time, a long time, I mean, like 10 years ago, uh, I, I discovered I was sort of going through my own thing and I uh, was doing this kind of intense therapy, like couple of days thing. And I noticed they had horses at this place I was at and they were like, anytime I felt like I was a bit offline, I didn't know this about myself before this moment, but I would, I would sort of, I'd be like, can I just go like stand with the horses for a second or go be with the horses for a second? And I was, com- I was, I was completely jolted back into like presence and reality and softness and like so I you like into you into and you like, yes exactly so I have pictures of you know me on horseback in my playbook because that grounds me when and and, and there is science behind all of this because I've, I've spoken to people psychologists and all of that and because there are words in your playbook, but also photos from your own life that you connect to those moments emotionally. And when we connect emotionally, we're more impacted. We also remember better. So it's like, if you take a new takeaway next to a picture of something that's familiar with you, you're more apt to remember what's next to it. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I feel you would really like the, the exercises in the playbook. Oh, I'm all in. (laughs) <laughs> like, I can't wait for this book to come out. <laughs> I'm like, this is right up my alley. So, and and this is interesting because I think that like, I'm so excited to to read and use your book myself because I think that sometimes, and even though I'm doing a whole podcast about people taking me time or defining what that is for them. And then I want to get into that with you as well, but that I still, I I still struggle with just the the simple, like the five minute, whether that's like the gratitude, you know, uh, meditation in the morning or, or sitting with the thing, you know, any, any of that journaling, I, the practice of it, that's why I'm saying something tangible, something almost to like go to, 
um, versus me just saying, Maggie, let's take 10 minutes and sit here and come back to yourself. Like to have an actual guide, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like is invaluable, especially to get into the practice of doing it, um, which I think is so important. I mean, I'm, I, well, okay. So let's talk about me time. I want to talk to you about your me time and, you know, you have kids, you said you're Mm -hmm. an author, you are a, you're riding horses, you're an actress, (laughs) you work constantly. What does me time kind of look like and feel like to you? Where, what do you do on a daily, on a daily basis to kind of find it? And like how, it sounds like you're very aware of like doing that for yourself. And so I'd also ask, especially with having kids and, and the schedule that you have, how you find time to do that for yourself. Keeping our air clean is one of the most important things we can do, especially if we have allergies, asthma, and more. I know I, for one, I always get allergies when the seasons change. Right now, I'm sure you all have even heard it on this podcast. I have kind of gone in and out of this like allergy thing. I find myself sniffling like crazy. Did you know that Americans spend 90% of our time indoors? And according to the EPA, indoor air can be as much as a hundred times more polluted than outdoor air. That's why this podcast is sponsored by Air Doctor. You breathe around 30,000 gallons of air per day. That's a lot. Air Doctor filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens so your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor uses the Ultra HEPA filter that's been independently tested to remove 99.9% of tested bacteria and viruses. It's so good. Air Doctor filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. From stinky gym clothes to chemical cleaning products, Air Doctor is always on call to keep your air fresh and clean. Okay, I'm now a fan and a user of the Air Doctor air purifier. Um, I use it in the living room if I have people coming over. I move it sometimes into my bedroom just to sleep at night and help clear out allergies. I I also, I love the sound. It's like, it's just such a, very, it's very quiet. I really love this. <laughs> so I can't say enough about it. I've been using it now for a little bit and uh, I'm a huge fan and Thank you, thank you, thank you, Air Doctor. So the Air Doctor 3000 purifier is powerful enough to circulate the air in 630 plus square foot room four times per hour. That's a lot of power in a little machine. And with Air Doctor, there's no need to worry about noise. They use their exclusive whisper jet fans that are 30% quieter than the fans in ordinary air purifiers. That means you can run Air Doctor at the highest speeds while still enjoying a peaceful home environment. It's time to get peace of mind with Air Doctor. Air Doctor comes with a 30 day money back guarantee so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. So head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MeTime. And depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to $300 off. That's so much, you all. Lock in the special offer by going to airdoctor, A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use promo code MeTime. One last time. That's like off. Did you hear that? Up to $300 off if you go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code METIME. Yeah, I think I I have a routine in the morning (laughs) and it started, you know, after in my 40s when I learned new practices and started with meditation. Uh, I first did guided meditation, but Mm -hmm. then it would just be when do I do it? And it wasn't consistent. And then I learned how to do TM. So mm-hmm. transcendental meditation. And so that, that, w- that really helped me make it a habit because it's like first thing in the morning and then in the afternoon, find the time that works for you. And that made a huge difference in my life, especially over the years. Like when I look back, I'm like, wow, this really, because now sometimes I won't do it in the afternoon. And then I'm more aware of how I get more prickly, more reactive, more impatient, more judgy, like all these things that we all have. If I take more me, like you call it me time, and I do the practices that help me, I'm less apt to be all these things. Um, But every morning, what I do is I meditate, I have my cup of coffee, I go through my playbook, which is just basically a slideshow with music. So instead of turning your phone on and looking at the news, it's like three minutes of this. And it because there's music also, I'm like, yes. And then I, and I don't look at my phone for, you know, an hour. 
And I also do a five minute journal, which is, mm-hmm. I've heard, I'm sure you've heard of it, which is you, yeah. you start your day with it and you end your day with it. What it is, is you come up with three things that you're grateful for. Uh, what would make the day great? So like three intentions, yeah. things that you can control. And then at night you look back and you're like, what was great today? And I've been doing that for eight years. And it's quite amazing when you have a shitty, you know, few days in a row and you're sort of forced to find great things that happen throughout the day. And then you, it, it trains your mind to find these things and it sounds so silly, but but it makes a difference. It just helps you focus on what's positive and that helps you feel better. When we right. think about different things, we feel better. And it doesn't mean to not think of the things that suck, but you know, it's just also <laughs> being aware <laughs> of, of right. what's good in your life. And being and, aware when those thoughts creep in too. Well, yeah, the more you do that, yeah. There's sort of things, the more you're aware of it, you're like, oh, there you go. And it's not about eliminating those things, but it's like, all right, hi. Yeah, I got you. And hopefully, yeah. and having something to redirect your focus. Right. And then I do, I read a page of the Daily Stoic. I don't know if you know this. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So that's on my coffee table. So all that I do while I'm mm-hmm. drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. I love this. This is like, you're a master. <laughs> This no, I'm like, definitely not. I'm a I, work I in progress. <laughs> I understand. I, I do understand. But I, but I, and I knew you were going to say that, but I also like, I, that, that right there, every single thing you said just like calmed my whole, like myself down. I was like, oh, I should, the five minute journal. I forgot about the five minute journal. It's so five minutes that, but it really is just five yes. minutes. Like, and yet it's so hard once you're in the practice of it, which I, this is what I love about the inspiration prompted by like your play. Okay. So explain the playbook. So you have a playbook, but you also have uh, it's, it's gathering these things that you find inspiring on a daily basis or some, a quote somebody said, or, and then do you like record it into the book? The workbook has eight exercises uh, that are that will help you create the content for your playbook. So one of the exercises gathering, you know, remembering those things that you come across. So like I call it, what are your pearls of wisdom? But the, uh, the first one is what are your greatest achievements? And it just, when, and greatest achievements is, you know, the, the great things that you've done that you're proud of, but also moments where actually that were really hard and you didn't think you were going to get through. And then you, pulled it off or, or moments where you've helped somebody. So there's like really, there are big questions, but it's small. Uh, it's gradual. There's just prompts that guide you step-by-step. Step. And at the end of the exercise, so you're just writing, self-reflecting. Um, and then at the end, there's what is the point of the exercise and with sort of a science behind it. So mm-hmm. why, why the value in this exercise? Um all the exercises are built to um, help you be more resi- to build resilience over time, to uh, revive your confidence uh, and get clarity of where where you want to go, like the type of life you want to live, who you want to be, but also what's in your way. There's an exercise about mm. yourself, your self talk, so it will walk you through what are some situations that trigger you, and then. So that's the play, the workbook is these exercises. And by the way, their story, my story is very small in it. Um, but then each exercise is introduced by a story from a given hour ambassador. So oh. there's stories of, um, there's a documentarian who's been sober for 25 years. I think it's an amazing story, a, a veteran who has PTSD and he cure he he healed through poetry um and his stories is introduces the what is your life philosophy exercise there's a he champion through poetry yes and he wrote a book of poetry those stories are amazing there's a keep going keep going boxing what? a champ a world boxing champion Sean Showtime Porter and then your answer to each exercise will be at the end it's like what can go in your playbook and so then we we guide you. So like, let's say the, what are your greatest achievements? Mm-hmm. You will, you will have, you know, maybe five things. And so 
we can we'll say you can put pictures of those things or just a list or blah blah and and then there's the impact of you watching it every day just reminding yourself that you can do hard things that yeah those are your strengths and so you're building by watching your playbook every day you're building mental it's a mental fitness practice yeah and you are just keeping all those thoughts that serve you well top of mind so that during the day whatever's you know whatever you're going through those thoughts are more apt to pop into your consciousness and and have gives you something to fall back on i just i ha- i read this thing or i heard this thing on a podcast this in- statistic that in the first 15 minutes of waking up through our phones now we mm-hmm. can cons- we consume more information than we did in one week 50 years ago whoa i'm not surprised but hearing that is also what that's yeah. incredibly shocking. Yeah. And then they were saying that the impact of that is that it's harder and harder for us to focus on what serves us well. Yeah. Because we're, you know, you, the negative bias. So all the negative stuff takes over. And so this is, I feel, is a tool to, it's like your little sanctuary of things, repository of things that uh, serve you well. I love it. It's almost like, uh, it's like a, it's not a physical space you can go to, but it kind of is in a way of like, oh, I can go over here into my little bubble, into my my, my space that's just mine for my me time. <laughs> I yes. keep thinking like you're at like the the tie-in of this like yes. podcast and then what exactly like what you're talking about is 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 perfect. It's literally your, yeah. Your playbook should be called on your on your album Me Time. Yes, it will be. Yes. (laughs) Or Maggie time, which is funny. How I came up with the title of me time is I have a lot of, I do a lot of things alone, like almost sometimes probably too much where I'll like almost isolate. So like, it's funny because I like, I'll travel alone. I eat alone. I I do. I just do a lot of things. I do too. I I need it. Yes, I I do too. And I love that. So, well, this is a really personal question, but like, in a relationship, in a family, in how, you know, f- for you, are you just like, hey, I'm out? Like, I need to go have a little time for myself. Like, how do you kind of set boundaries and ask for that in a way that is not, what am I trying to say? Yeah. I think, I think sometimes- It's not I being a like- dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I love that you have completed multiple sentences today that I, and found words that I was like, how do I say this in a way that's gentle? And you're like, no, 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 no. How do I do this and not be a dick? That's exactly what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, how do you find, how do you hold on to that in the space of uh, people who need you? Time, uh, jobs, like, yeah, how do you, um, yeah, how do you do that? I think I'm super lucky because I have a husband who respects that and gets it and like this morning we went for a walk in the woods and oh, we were we so were barefoot sweet. in the woods but we didn't and with our dog but we talked at the beginning and then we went for like a long time just walking almost separately each mm-hmm. and it was it wasn't bad it was great like we were I, we, I think we were both just taking it in and yeah. so I, I can be with him also and and recharge because That's we're not beautiful yeah I feel like we can be silent together right and, and yeah we do a lot of we meditate together so we're gonna sound like such douchebags but no uh, <laughs> why okay and this is the other thing so this is so funny that you just said that because I initially some of the first interviews I did for like I would say what does me time mean to you when I say the words me time is it an eye roll yeah because there's a little bit of this now like hashtag self-care thing that has happened of course that, it, that we're it's all so cheesy like, oh, to talk about this shit yes <laughs> It is. And yet the meaning behind all of it is still really good. It's just yes. that we've like overly, we've, we've given it this other meaning. I don't even know how it happened or what, when it turned this kind of like douche, <laughs> you just said, or like, I don't know. I don't know why it, it became that, but, but I'm, I hear that and you're like, we meditate together. I'm like, that's incredible. That's amazing. That's beautiful. But I also yes. understand what you're saying that you almost have this moment of being like, you have to give like the caveat or that, like, 
you know, uh, I know we're, we're going to sound like that couple now, but like, yeah. this is what we do, but that's, isn't that what we want? Isn't that, this is, this, this is a good thing. Whatever works for you. I mean, right. you know, we're all like figuring it out and yeah, I think that connotation, like all that people, I met somebody recently and they were like, oh yeah, we went to this, you know, Miraval, the resort. Oh yeah. I yeah, and met, I was like, I know what it is. How yeah. was it? And oh, you know, it's all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and yet we go. We yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah. He didn't like it. But, oh, he didn't like it. Oh, okay. No. Oh, it's but, all that wellness shit. It's all yeah, that wellness exactly. shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. But I'm like, what's the alternative? Like, if I don't take care of myself, I'm going to feel like shit. And then I'm going to be not great to be around. Right. Um, I'm not going to put anything good out into the world. So, right. And, you know, maybe you have it all figured out and you don't need all that shit. Good for you then. Like, but I need it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I always know when I'm hitting that moment, I can tell when I'm, I mean, it can be something as simple as like, like, a, like road rage. I can tell where I'm at if I like yeah. literally cannot handle someone cutting me off a little bit on the freeway. That's usually my thing. That's like, oh, wow. I mean, look, there are many others of like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling, uh, I am feeling that, what is that nasty kind of, I don't want to use the word resentment because it's not that, but like, you can almost feel this thing kind of building and it's all, it's usually for me, it's always me. It's always like, oh, it's just yeah. because you're not taking care of yourself. You're not setting your boundary. You're not doing the things you need to do to, re to, to feel aligned and okay. Cause usually yeah. if I'm in that space and somebody cuts me off on the freeway, I'm like, all right, have a great day. You yeah, know? Uh, exactly. But, yeah. But, and to come back to your question about how do you take the space for yourself yes, being yes. a wife and a mom? And, or an, an actual, just being a busy person. I, I don't even want to like put it in that category, but knowing mm -hmm. that you have the life that you have, and that many people around you and people who need you like, yes. How do you say like, this is, this is my time now. This, this moment is my time that I'm going to take. Uh, well, and my kids are older now, so it's, oh. it's a lot easier to do that. Yeah. But when they were younger, I, for me, a lot of me, a lot of that rejuvenating time mm -hmm. came through work actually, because that was a time where I felt um, I could be like when I, when I was in mommy mode, I, yeah. I, I was, you know, I had to be structured and organized and not create, and it was very hard for me to be creative, um, and playful even, mm -hmm. which I am, I'm a playful, you, you know, are. I like, so I like fun. to play. I'm a kid, like, yeah. but all of a sudden I would, the, the minutia of the daily responsibilities would take over and, um, work whenever I would go work, either even preparing for an audition would help me connect to that side oh, of me, wow. the creative, yeah. but early and also going to things alone, either it was going to a museum and just taking the art in or reading a book, all this helps me just reconnect to that side of me. Yeah. Uh, when I'm, the kids were younger, that was, and I didn't meditate or any of that, but. This is interesting because I'm hearing a lot of people talking about TM lately. So I have this thing where like, if somebody mentions something in threes, oh, yeah. I usually have to be like, oh, I'm supposed to, there's like yes. a message for me in this. Same, me too. Somebody, I've keep, people keep talking about G, G Gong. Have you heard oh, of that? Oh, yes. I mean, I know of it, but yes, it's funny. So I've had I, the, I'm like, I need to check that out. Explore no. that. What is that? I know I'm, I'm, I, that's so funny. And you just said, you're like, I go to art. I'm like, Stephanie, we have to, uh, we're, we need to talk. Cause I, the, these are all my, I'm not in the total, I'm behind. I would say I'm like in just now getting my feet wet on like the meditation practice of like, whatever that is for me. But, uh, but I, same with art, same with reading a book, same with work. That was like, you said all those things. It's like, right. Those are the. Those are like the coming back to yourself moments. Um, but I, I, anyway, so I, this is so funny, the threes thing, um, because I don't, I, I don't even say that to a lot of people. And the fact that I just said it, you're like me too. So TM <laughs> is my current, that's my Qigong right now. Nice. Uh, yeah. So go. now what, will you go explore it? Is that yes. like the next step? Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend who is like, he's been telling me for a while he's a TM 
like he helps, he holds like workshops and yada, yada anyway. And he's brought it up a few times. And then like in the last week, I think you are the third person to say it now. So I'm like, all right, all right, I got it. Perfect. You got it. Yeah. You got to explore it. Let's revisit the Qigong and uh, TM uh, in, in a little while and be like, so did you do it? Did you follow right? through? <laughs> did you follow through? <laughs> I won't put that. It'll be a part of my, uh, I'll start, I'll start collecting all of my, can I tell you, I, lo- I love the idea so much. Like I have a, a, a photo album that is filled with, and when I say photo album, it's not organized at all. It's just my photos. Mm-hmm. Of things that I see, of things that I um, am inspired by, uh, whether that's in the day, uh, nature, Instagram, a quote, this talking to you, you know, and the idea, I, this is such a brilliant thing of having like a place to go to, to see all of that. And you put music to it. Is that what you said as well? Yeah, mm-hmm. I play it as a slideshow. So, you know, on your you. There's the three little dots and you can hit slideshow. So other things you can put in that album are reminders of practices that help you. So like prompts. Yeah. Or just, you know, I'll just, um, just like daily practices that today I'm going to remember to blah, 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 blah. And just because, you know, I'm like silly uh, I'm trying to think of uh, something because it's also very personal that's the the thing that I talk about in the book I am like try not to share this with anyone because the second you share it yep. you feel you're going to edit yourself you're going to it's going to yep. sound different and but the, one of the exercises in the book is like what are your daily wins and it helps you figure out what are five to 10 things that move the needle in your professional, personal life. And, but you come up with them. And so you can put that in the playbook and that's an easy way to bring like good momentum. Because if you check those things every day, you're, you're instilling, you know, maybe a habit that you've been trying to, Mm -hmm. uh, to, to start, but also it's like, Oh, I'm doing some, yes, check. And you're putting a check mark next, next to something that you can control versus like maybe looking at your day and seeing how something didn't go your way, but that was out of your control here. You're like, what are 10 things that are in my control that I can do every day? Brilliant. I mean, you want to do 10, but simple. No, but this is simple. It's, it seems simple. It's simple. It's practical. It's easy. Like it's easy to follow. And I, I think that, I think that can be one of the things that keeps people from sort of walking into any sort of wellness practice space is the intimidation part of like, it feels so major. It feels like, you know, meditation, all of that stuff, but the simple part, if it can just be put down into some practical, simple steps, it's so, it becomes so much easier for people to kind of pick it up and actually do it. And because yeah. I think we can get really overwhelmed in like the bigger, the, the, this bigger idea of like, oh, that's, you know, sitting down for an hour to do this or to, no, it's like, it can just be five minutes. It can just be something that simple. But, um, the, I literally, I could talk, talk to, uh, about this, um, with you all day. And I have a million questions that I, a million questions, maybe just think of a million little things <laughs> because I know a million little things has always been. And from the very beginning, just based on the premise and how, uh, the show <laughs> begins, um, such a, an advocate and supporter of mental health. And I'm wondering, did, um, give an hour or if any of this was sort of prompted by like any working on the show or, or anything or given hour or had anything to do with a million little things, did it? Yes. So the founder of given hour, Dr. Barbara Van Dalen was a consultant on the show. So oh my gosh. Okay. For all the scripts to make sure that everything about mental health and mental illness uh, was, you know, depicted in a sensitive and accurate manner and she came to Vancouver once um on set and so I met her and we had the best conversation and then I met her in New York City and uh, I'm still in touch with her she works a lot uh with directors in Hollywood to make sure that mental health is depicted in a in a good way and mm-hmm. that it helps eliminate the stigma around it and yeah um, but then in 2021, uh, she left and Dr. Trina Clayer is their new CEO. And 
that's you know when we were all isolated and wow. there was a lot of webinars and people that's how we were connecting right. and she she's her team like reached out and that's when this whole playbook came out of my living room and we we brought it out into the world and um they're they've been amazing in supporting it just even from giving me access to mental health professional to make sure we had the science behind each, each exercise mm -hmm. and um designing it the whole thing together um, amazing yeah wow i didn't realize she was the consultant on set yeah, um, not on set on for 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 DJ for DJ Nash or for DJ Nash. Uh, yeah, 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 for all the writing. But she yeah. came to visit on set. Oh, I love I I this this all oh, this is also this is also special. This is also good, and I don't want to. I like I want you to go on your boat ride, but I have one more thing I want to ask you. Oh wait, I just thought of something. Also, oh, fifty percent oh. of the profits for the yes. book like go to give an hour. So if yes. you purchase the book, it's for a good cause. <laughs> We're going to put all of this uh, on the social stuff as well. Okay. So if there's anything else you want to add or anything you want us to include in like social handles, links, yada, yada, we'll, we'll do all of that. And obviously we're going to mention, cause I did read that 50% of the proceeds go to give an hour, which is also Stephanie, just like so incredible, like so beautiful. And what you've done, what you're doing is so necessary. I feel obviously I'm doing a podcast about me time. So I'm a huge, uh, this is so close to my heart already, but like you making a tangible version of something people can do a playbook, uh, something that's easy, something that's practical is like, like you're like the next level of, of discovering what me time is and who people are and, and he healing. I feel like, cause that's the point, right? I mean, that is a lot Self, of it. Yeah. Healing. I can't wait to, I want to hear your feedback when you go through the workbook, the exercises, because I didn't make up, I didn't invent any of these exercises. They are versions of exercises that I did, you know, yeah. in my forties. Yeah. And that really helped me understand myself better and, um, gave meaning, you know, earlier in the conversation, you said you talked about having something bigger than us. And it helped me sort of figure what that was yeah. for me and where it came from. And I don't know, it just makes things a little more effortless in your life when you have clarity. A hundred percent. I feel like I've had, I've said probably 20 times over this summer for a, a lot of reasons that I won't get into right now, but I don't think I realize how much, uh, just how big having clarity is such a gift in so many ways. Like, it's not just like, should I do this or that, or this person or that person or this or that. It's not, it's, it's about your own. It's about sort of knowing yourself and your, your own alignment and, Anyway, I, I love that you just used that word. I can't wait for this book. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. We'll, we'll talk. Or if we're yes, talking. please. Okay, quickly. I want just fun. Three things you absolutely cannot. This is just be the last thing I ask you. Three things you absolutely cannot live without right now. It can be like okay, uh, sunscreen. Sunscreen. Uh, love it. Do you have a um, three things I can't live without? Come on, oh Stephanie. Um, food. food uh, no, coffee. ribs. Give ribs. Me coffee. Okay, and ribs. You love like what? Pork ribs, beef ribs? Pork ribs. I'm a bad Jew. I just okay. love to. Mm. <laughs> um, and um, oh, I'm, I'm terrible at these. A TV things. show. A dog. Okay. Oh, there you go. Dog. What kind of a dog? A bulldog. English. Wait, how have we not covered this? I'm going to let you go, I promise. <laughs> so that's my bulldog of 13 years. Ah, she has since she passed in 2015. But I had an English bulldog for 13 years uh, named Tristan. Yeah. And I'm, it's interesting because like, I feel like James, you all would have would have bonded over that at some point because even James, uh, James was, you know, for most of her life, actually her, uh, you know, her mm -hmm. papa, but like she, she is a, she, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, they're the best. The, Once you have a bulldog, I feel like. There is a thing with bulldog owners that were yeah. like, you know. Oh yeah, you were like you know how good it is, right? You know yeah, how good it is. they're <laughs> they're they're like no no other dog. My dog is Otis. Um, but wait, I just have to say something quickly. So I was not a dog person. I grew up with a cat and James was like cat people. Um, 
<laughs> and being yeah. on a million little things, everybody's a dog person. And yes. so I, I, I grew to be more of a dog person, but I'm just going to bring up, tie it back to the book, not, not in a selfish manner, but this is an interesting thing. One of the, ex- the exercises is called, what is your impossible future? And it's really cool. It's just about you imagining your impossible future. There's no, n- no obstacles, nothing. And you just right away. And like perfect world. Yeah. Perfect world. And okay. I was given this exercise by my therapist when I was 30. And in it, I described all this stuff and I'm in the house, which I've never lived in a house. And then there was dog hair in front of the fireplace. And I wrote in the impossible future. I'm like, dog hair? What the fuck? I don't even like dogs. (laughs) And now we have this like house and there's dog hair and I'm a dog mama. Wait, you wrote dog hair? Yes. Because I would, you know, when you write, when you free. Yes, this is, this is. So you weren't a dog person, you wrote dog hair, and here you are in the future, not a dog person, never going to have a dog uh, with a dog. And probably knowing a bulldog, you got a lot of dog hair. Oh, yeah. I, I love him. That's, that's you fully. That's all right. I mean, that's a whole other episode. You got to come back. So when your book comes out, I'm going to I want to go through the things and I want to talk to you about it. But also the idea that you just brought up around that sort of I think there is a mental image pen to paper. Like I know people talk vision boards. I know people talk intention and I know, but there is a, that's, there's something in that. There's Um, science behind it, behind that concept, actually. Yes. Like when we have a clear vision of something, we're more apt to uh, act in ways that will go towards that vision. And by free writing, you open up, you know, more of, you, you you allow yourself to dream beyond what you think you're supposed to do. So it, it helps you get yes. in touch more with what you truly want. Yes. Cause you remove the things that stop you from thinking about that. Cause if yeah. you start thinking about that and start living that way, I think that, yeah, I'm, I'm a big believer. Oh, I love that exercise in your book. I'm I'm a fan girl. I'm fangirling over your book and I don't even have it yet. Cause it hasn't come out. <laughs> But I'm already like, I'm, I need to get my hands on this immediately. And I'm really excited. Um, I want to keep, I like, I could feel like we could wander down some of these paths that we kind of cracked the door open a little bit uh, uh, all day. So I would love for you to, I would love to, to have you back whenever, because I know you're going on a boat soon, but is there anything else you want to add or anything else we didn't cover or anything else you're like, oh, this is something I, I want to throw in here just because that you want no. to say or share. I think okay. we covered it all, but I do want to say amazing congratulations to you for putting yourself out there with a new podcast and doing um, something new because I know writing a book, you have, you know, it, you have your fair doubt of what the fuck am I doing? What are people going to think? Are they going to laugh at like all this stuff? And you just, so congratulations. Um, and it takes a lot of courage and it's awesome because we learn a lot when we do new things. So thank you for saying that. Well, and thank you for writing your book. It's the same thing. I feel like we we're as actors, we can step into roles sometimes more easily than just being ourselves. And so to have a book to share your story, to do this podcast is really like, I know for me, it was really like facing a fear, which is one of the reasons that I did it. But I also find just like in talking to you and talking to other people who are willing to step into that sort of vulnerable space and share their story, it comforts, it helps me. Um, And so if we can all be doing that for each other, then I feel like, you know, good can, good will come from that. So let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. So go take your dirty mind on your, um, on your boat and have a (laughs) beautiful labor day. And uh, also let me know if you're in LA and uh, yes, I feel like hang out and be bags together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was so good to be with you. All right. Bye. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for just the most wonderful conversation and going into all of these spaces, me time, selfish, uh, 
<laughs> which I feel like is like two things that go very well together. Um, the book and your workbook and playbook and everything you've learned and sort of promoting this idea of me time and taking, taking better care of ourselves. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And you are definitely coming back on the podcast. We have much to talk about. And thank you all for listening. Please follow us at me time with Maggie and please continue to share your me times. We will be posting more polls, et cetera, et cetera. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.